0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Hey Kerwin, where you have the questions and I give the answers. For people who don't have kids, I'm, I'm a person who don't have kids, but what would your life mean beyond your son? Ooh, ooh, that's a big question. What would my life mean beyond my son? Well, here's what I know. Uh, my life has an enormous amount, uh, an enormous amount of meaning because of my son. Um, and before my son came along, it still had an enormous amount of meaning as well, but it has been enriched considerably by the values that my son has bestowed upon me through his birth and subsequent existence. Um, but i okay, ask, ask that question again. I'm kind, it's kind of confusing. What would your life mean beyond your son? Oh, look, see, this is actually, this is a really interesting question, because this is something I, I haven't thought about in a while, but because he has been my my biggest thing because prior to my son my legacy was my message my legacy was my impact my legacy was what I was leaving behind should I you know depart from this planet and then when my son came along I was like wow now I actually have a, like I have a, a, a more of a bioorganic legacy that I'm leaving behind so for me personally yeah um, beyond my son it's really my message you know and I have this fantasy I have this dream I have this vision that you know there will be people sharing with their kids their grandkids and their great great grandkids you know uh, things that they've learnt from me but it doesn't even have to come from me it might be just from you know Once upon a time, we had this thing called Facebook, and I watched this video. And you know, here's a cool little saying that I learned when things get tough this is simple, this is easy, this is fun you know, or something to that effect. So for me, the meaning that I have beyond my son, which is actually a big question because there's an enormous amount of value that I put upon him and around him now, you know, it really comes down to my impact and what I'm leaving behind and my ability to live my purpose while I'm here. And the more able I am to do the things that light me up while I'm here, the more full my life feels and the greater I feel the impact I'll have. And I think oftentimes in life we, you know, we prioritize the things that aren't important and as a result, our life is full of things that are unimportant and uninspiring and so we end up being unfulfilled but when we prioritize the things that are important we do the things that are important we do get filled up and are inspired we leave things behind and we inspire people that you know that ripple beyond us that uh, that have an impact greater than the message that we have and we're only that we're only able to do ourselves so yeah, hopefully that gives you some kind of an insight beyond my son, uh, it would be my message and the impact that I have. And look, I don't want to sound like I'm this complete altruistic, selfless person. Look, I, I, I can be actually quite selfish. You know, I do like to sit down and watch Netflix for four hours at a time. Um, but when I'm not watching, you know, Netflix for four hours at a time, I'm scrolling through Facebook, you know, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and, um, you know, engaging with the community and. You know, letting people know how much I appreciate um, the impact that I'm having, and you know, providing greater levels of support because you know that's just what I'm wired to do. And the meaning that I have in this life is to is to live a life of meaning that is full and great and inspires others to do the same. Hopefully, that helps. All right. Next up, she's like a comet. She's like a comet. Yeah. She burns bright. How do you get the time, focus, and motivation to post so much stuff online? Time, focus, and motivation. Well, first of all, um, it's got to be prioritized. Um, the focus really comes down to planning, and the motivation really comes down to, you know, the reasons behind I do what it is that I do. You know, and once upon a time, when you know, before we actually started the social experiment, my goal was to actually take the transformations that I was creating in the rooms at the events and the consulting and the coaching that I was doing, and share it with the rest of the world. And so my motivation was. I, look, I guess in a way you could say it, it was a little bit altruistic, but it started quite egotistical because when I first started doing what I'm doing, I was looking for validation. I was looking for significance. You know, I was looking for, you know, for for little pats on the back and to be validated, to, to feel like I was smarter than I thought I was, or I was better than I thought I was, or that I had a worth grade than I thought I was. But and then once I reached the state of self-security and self-centeredness, meaning that I'm centered within myself and my own worth and belief of what it is that I do, I no longer started to seek external validation and I started being filled up by the, my ability to to do what it is that I do so for me personally the motivation really comes down to like when you're getting messages every month from people whose lives that you've saved because they're about to commit suicide and they found a video on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube that prevented them from you know from taking their own life Uh, when you get messages from people who tell you that they've reunited their family that you've saved their business that you've saved their marriage that you've you know that you've you've taught their kid or supported their child through their learning process of how to read or you've supported a child to reinterpret the meaning of what ADHD or dyslexia or some form of learning disability is, you know, that builds up after a while and creates this level of weight, but this level of uh, this level of purpose and this reason to continually do what it is that I do. So the motivations from there, the focus really comes down to planning. You know, I've got an incredible team that is around me, and I haven't always had an incredible team around me. Like when the first 18 months of the social experiment was just me and Matt, and then Maddie every morning would come in and give me a thumb drive and give it to me, and I'd plug it into my computer and I'd pull out the files and I'd upload videos and I'd upload pictures and I'd do the copy and I'd do the all the community management. And so for me, I had to make sure that I was scheduling time within my day through my planning process um, in order to do that, because without without a good plan, it's very hard to focus, and you'll be distracted by the things that come up. And in order to focus, you've got to have be prioritizing the things that are important, and to prioritize the things that are important, you've got to have a hierarchy of things that you that need to be done, and values associated with them. And when I say values associated with them, because you could have a list of a whole bunch of things that get need to be done, but most people will start with the things that are easiest. Whereas for me, you know, I like to I like to I like to eat the elephant first, you know, rather than um, you know. And they say eating an elephant. Is the same as eating a steak. You've just got to eat it one bite at a time. And I'm sure Peter will freak out at the thought of me saying this. And vegans all around the world are uniting in arms right now and clashing with vegetables and ready to attack me with broccoli. But my point being is, I like to tackle the big obstacles first because that way then it gives me the ability to free up my day to be able to focus on the other things that are of lesser value and less importance. But you've also got to understand, you know, whatever you, the bigger things that you focus on first are going to take, you know, the decision making battery life or the decision making, um, you know, because here's what I learned. If you do lots of little things before you do the big things, by the time you get to the big things, you're going to have what's called decision fatigue. You're going to have you know, you're know, to have some form of fatigue. You're going to have focus fatigue. Whereas for me, the, the things that require the, the, the most amount of effort are going to require the, the most amount of decision-making power, the most amount of focusing power. And so I like to attack those things first. And I do this thing called Schedule It Done. And if you go to YouTube and you Google Schedule It Done, I think we've got a video on me actually, or a blog on me talking about scheduling it done. And what was the first one? So it was motivation, focus, and and, motivation, focus, and time. And time. And time's, time for most people is a bullshit excuse That is used by those who don't prioritize and plan their time and allow their time to be dictated to them or the the execution of the time to be dictated to them by the things that make the most amount of noise. And for me personally, you know, I don't listen to the noise. I focus on the plan. And, you know, I could be working my plan and there could be bombs going up and bullets zinging past my head and people running past my office on fire. But when I'm, when I'm in my zone, when I'm on my plan, I just focus on the things that need to be that needs to be done. That doesn't mean that if someone ran past my office on fire that I wouldn't find a fire extinguisher and put them out. Um, But my point being is I, I have a level of value on the dedication of focus and a level of motivation to apply myself to my plan that prevents me in most cases from being distracted by the things that are irrelevant and unimportant. And that in itself is a bit of a skill you know, when it comes to managing your time. And by the way, you can't manage time, you can only manage your energy. And the way to get the most out of your time is to have lots of energy. And the way that you have lots of energy is by taking care of your health. And the way that you take care of your health is by making it a priority and planning and scheduling your life around eating nutrition, good, eating nutritional food, drinking high quality hydration, taking great supplementation, exercising on a regular basis, because that in itself is gonna give you a lot more energy which when used correctly will give the illusion of more time when in fact you're just more productive because you're more focused and you have a much higher potential for output. So uh, that in itself, that was a fucking biggie, that one right there. So if you can rewind that and play that at half speed, I'm sure you'll probably understand exactly what I've said. But my point being, um, it all comes down to you. Time, focus, motivation, these are all things that are within your control. They're not without your control. Time is an illusion, okay? It's a construct, it's a human construct that is governed by the values that we have on the things that we do. Focus comes down to our ability to prioritize and and concentrate on the things that are most important that we're driven by our motives and our motivations and our values, which will determine how well we plan and how we spend our time and how we build and develop our energy. So uh, yeah, there you go. That's it in a nutshell. Well, hope that helps. Say hi to him, Mum, for me. Is that it? Let <laughs> us squeeze in one last. Whoa, one last question, Maddie. All right, go on. All right. So, Nicola, Nicola Georgi. Nicola Georgi. Kerwin, what have you had to accept about yourself to become the person you are? Ah, uh, ooh, what have I had to accept about myself to become a person? Well, first and foremost, I'll start with the big shit. I'm not perfect. I know. I, look, Maddie's like sitting there going, "What? No, no you are perfect, everyone." Um, No, I'm not perfect. Uh, I am flawed. I am faulted. Uh, I can be mean. I can be uh, harsh. I can be unkind. Um, But I can also be very kind and caring and loving. Like, one of the things that I've had to learn about myself uh, is that I am not perfect. I have all traits. I express all traits, but I express them at different levels and volumes. Um, and intensity depending on the situation I'm in. And my goal is to become a lot more of accepting, because the more accepting I become of myself and all of my warts and all of my moles and all of my freckles, the easier is for me to accept other people. But please understand, it's, I don't do this because I want to be able to accept other people. That's a natural byproduct. I do this because there's a lot to be said for self-love. There's a lot to be said for self-worth. There's a lot to be said for self-esteem. There's a lot to be said for self-awareness. And the more you are aware of yourself, the more you are aware of your traits, your character Characteristics, your good things, your bad things, the more self conscious, self aware, the more conscious you become. And the more aware you are around the self, the easier it is for you to navigate the environments that you're in um, and ultimately the people that you are in them with. And so for me personally, the higher levels of acceptance that I have for myself are reflected by not only my ability to not judge myself and beat myself up most of the time, but also it's reflected in my ability to accept others and not beat others up and not judge others also most of the time, which for me has become an incredibly powerful tool to not only connect, but also to, you know, to, to penetrate people's minds and their souls and their spirits to actually induce and initiate high levels of transformation and reconfiguration in people's psychology because with the work that I do, you know, fundamentally people need to trust me in order to allow me into their mind to create some of the changes that we make, you know, with the work that we do. So uh, yeah, I hope that helps. I hope that makes sense. Uh, and I hope you can take that and uh, yeah, put it in the bank. That's episode 51. that's episode 51 of the hey Kerwin show oh I've neglected the camera I've been talking to you ha huh, what do you know for those of you who would like to get your questions answered hashtag hey Kerwin uh, let me know what your uh, biggest baddest motherfucking questions are and uh, yeah hopefully we can answer them in the next episode apart from that if you haven't checked out Unstoppable our podcast it is on iTunes Lisbon Spotify uh, YouTube check it out we've had hundreds of thousands of downloads uh, just while it's been live and the feedback has been phenomenal so make sure you Check it out. And the question of the day is, if you had complete self-control, complete self-awareness and control of self, what would you do differently today that you can't do? No, what would you do differently tomorrow that you can't do today? Very curious to know. Do me a favor. Be kind to one another and make sure you say hi to your mum for me. Thanks for listening to Hey Kerwin. If you would like your questions answered, don't forget to use the hashtag kerwin on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn.